0: This is the Beachy Books podcast. I'm Philip Bell, a published author and a writer. I run a little publishing company called Beachy Books based on the Isle of Wight. And these are my Beachy Rambles. attempt at trying to record this podcast this morning (laughs) it's just been very busy on the path I'm walking on I think I'm going to um, soon do the recordings walking on more of the muddier footpaths because they're quieter it's just, it's been so much rain and the land is waterlogged at the moment anyway yes, I'm going to try and keep my ramble, less rambly and make these podcasts a bit shorter Um, so yes basically my one today is sort of about and it's and it's i suppose it's inspired by um you know very sad announcement that david bowie had died yesterday uh you know i was a fan i wouldn't say i was a you know i I love his music i've got tons of his albums and i'm still working my way through his back catalog basically um anyway i don't want to go on about my connections you know or otherwise, with David Bowie. I mean, he's a, a great inspiration. But what I thought fascinating about his life is that he, and, you know, it's been talked about a lot in the media, that he kept changing what he was doing. He, he established himself in one genre, so you could call it that, if you, we're going to talk about writing. And then he flipped. He flipped it. Um, um, and he did something completely different. You know, the, you know, that sort of, Saying about David Bowie that you know, people all the fans turn up in with all the Ziggy Stardust, and then you know he's he's a lad insane. He's he's um, he's looking completely different with a stripe on his face, and all the fans have got it wrong. And they have to go back home and change again. Then when they turn up again, he's changed again. So anyway, I, I would associate really David Bowie more with he's obviously a a recording artist, but he really is an artist in that sense of. Um, he's probably driven by whatever ideas drove him he liked to sort of switch it up a bit and he was intelligent and he you know he clearly maybe he did it just to be a bit obtuse and to you know because the media is so influential and because he was so successful um you know he he almost wanted to do the thing that people were not expecting and sometimes it failed sometimes it worked great so anyway taking that sort of premise of just doing something different every time. If you transpose that to the world of writing. Now, that's, if you wrote, you know, you're trying to get published, you write to your publisher, uh, there's not many taking you anymore, but there's a few and there's a couple of, you know, there's still a handful of agents that are opening their doors and you send off your letter and you say, "Here, I am just submitting three chapters of my novel, my crime novel and then possibly in your little blurb on your left you say yeah i've done this crime book but actually i'm really itching to write a science fiction story um or a a story a love story about um you know two teenagers it's more of the young adult they they would probably get a little bit nervous because they think well we're going to be investing a lot in this person as a crime writer this is if they like the story anyway and then suddenly this person wants to switch genre oh i'm not having that now i'm not saying people don't and usually if writers are established in one they can write in another genre they usually go under a pen name because you know the mad world we live in the public can't seem to handle one person under one name doing multiple things and bringing it back to david bowie that's what's incredible with him you know he obviously got a mainstream audience in the in the late 80s 90s you know with the kind of let's dance I love all that stuff as well um you know that that one with Mick Jagger which I can't stand dancing in the street is it anyway I don't like that one but um that was probably maybe my first exposure to David Bowie as a kid anyway so you get lots of fans liking you that and then god you knock out something like low obviously low came before all that but you know what I mean? It's so different. And you don't have to necessarily like everything he does, but if you respect him as an artist, then you would still buy his stuff. Do you know what I mean? And it would be quite wonderful if a writer could work like that. I mean, generally, writers, I mean, of more note, you know, literary or or, or even... Uh, with, and I hate saying literary because it, it knocks out so many other genres like science fiction where there's some fantastic writing going on. And they, in theory, write a different book every time. But in theory, it's in one band called Sci-Fi. But under that banner, you can write loads of different stories. Love stories, war stories, um, epic sagas. Yeah, it's... um, I'm, I'm just trying to... I think with David Bowie, it's very difficult to find anybody in comparison to him. Um, But I'm trying to sort of take on... It just made me chuckle that if you you try to behave like that in the writing world, I think you'd get shot down. I suppose the closest you can come is if you're a literary, in quotes, writer. I really hate that word as well. Then... I suppose people are thinking they like your style... And they like the kind of books and the ideas you write about. So it's a fair bet you're going to like the next book you write. But I think because people read more higherbrow books like that because they like those and they like more of a challenge or the ideas or the language or the style. But, and obviously, if you have a very successful crime novelist, if they suddenly put out something else that was just not, you know, juxtaposed to it, it would probably bomb. It really would, and their fans would destroy them. And, you know, I, he- I heard lots of anecdotes about David Bowie fans just, you know, God almost wants him to sort of burn all his merchandise when he stopped being um, Ziggy Stardust. And I can imagine it because you you get so into something, you want it to continue. And obviously if it's connected to anything to do with youth culture and that kind of coming of age, sort of age, oh God, everything's set in stone then, it's, you know, it's it's, it's so... You, you want everything to sort of stay brilliant and, and rebellious. And if it changes, then you're gutted. But in a way, David Bowie was probably the... You know, and he wrote a song about it. He really was a rebel rebel. Um, he really, really did stick... Oh, frick. He really did stick his fingers up at, um, at the media, I suppose. Oh, my God, right. I'm doing my usual... Oh, jeez. Yeah, it is waterlogged big time here. And you've probably already heard the squelches. Oh, God. Oh, sugar. Yeah, absolutely submerged foot. But I've got walking boots on. So it's OK. It'll all dry. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, really, I suppose... I'm not quite sure what else I've got to say on this, but it just made me think it would be wonderful to take inspiration from David Bowie in my, in my work in my writing and do and in a way what I love about doing my own stuff the self-publishing I mean you could say I've pretty much done children's books you know like basically I've knocked out a series of books but you know, I, I can, you could do poetry. It would be lovely, if, and lots of writers do write multiple different things because they get bored of writing one thing, or they, they want to experiment. They like poetry. They might like write a novel one day, short stories. It'd be lovely if short. Sto- I mean, I heard an interview with Bowie saying that, you know, if the music hadn't worked out, or he would have, he would have liked to have think thought he could write short stories or. Um, he obviously was more of a show off and a, and a performer, so he, he wanted to 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 get it out there <laughs> if so I mean. and you can 't beat the immediacy of music um, and when I hear about all these singers that oh yeah, they wrote this song in an afternoon, and i 'm sure they did you don 't probably the words are going around their head for a bit longer than that, and I imagine. You know, especially with writing, they went through multiple drafts, but I do hear of bands just knocking out these songs because the lyrical content it could still be deep and meaningful, but it's not a very long thing. you know it's not even I don't think as much discipline as writing a full poem, writing a song it's it's more like on the feeling of things, the sound of it sometimes I'm not trying to. it makes you sound like I'm trying to say that somehow lyrics are not as worthy. They are, they can almost mean even more because they say it in such a better way or... uh, Anyway, I'm rambling. That's that's a ramble. I think, um... I'm taking heart for it. I'm thinking, what can I learn from David Bowie? What can I... It would be lovely to do what he does and... 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 Just do what floats your boat rather than what the everyone's expecting or wanting. And the trouble is, at the moment, I'm in this kind of loop of trying to get published again and trying to secure an agent. But the trouble is... Um, I've got to play the game. Yeah, I, I'm now... You know i've got to conform if you want to be published you have to conform to some degree um and perhaps people that are just they thinking they're doing their own thing somehow it just fits what a publisher wants rather than the other way around i don't know i mean i think a lot of people and perhaps the people that fail are the people that are trying to write what the agents and publishers want instead of doing exactly what they want. If you see what I mean, like not adhering to, you know, the standard word count for a first novel of I don't know, 80,000 words for a young adult or hundred thousand for whatever, you know, there's all these rules. Um, Hmm. So I wonder whether I'm trying to do that too much at the moment. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, it's a trouble. Hard to be wrong if you keep answering yourself. As Groucho Marx once said, I'm paraphrasing. Um, yeah, so there you go. Be be more Bowie. Be more Bowie. Um, some would say it's... Uh, it's okay to be more Bowie if you've actually had some success initially. If you haven't had the kind of ex- success that he would have had, which is, let's just say, unlikely, um, it's very hard to then just do what you want because you do have to conform. Uh, or or you, you feel compelled to because you need to make some money or, you know, you. I don't know, really. I'm not saying I'm any kind of trendsetter, that's for sure. I'd like to think that I'm doing something a bit different and maverick with independent publishing. But I know a lot of other people are doing that now. I open my paper, local paper and there's a self-publisher every, every week now. Someone's done a book, and of course available on Amazon, mostly a Kindle book or one of their printable books, and that's great. And I can't knock them because I've done the same. Um... And maybe that's what's driving them. They just want to do what they want to do and chuck it out there. Um, Obviously, someone like David Bowie just, you know, whatever he's going to put out, people are going to be interested in. (laughs) You know, incredible, really. Um, So, yeah. Um, Thank you, David, for, you know, it really did have inspired me and continue to with your music and just how you lived your life, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't want it to be too maudlin and it was a little bit I couldn't really, I had to sort of turn off the radio and you know, social media was just getting a bit much yesterday it was almost like I want to keep David Bowie as I almost like to think he's just this little undiscovered band that I've just you know, I've just sort of um, come across and, and no one else knows about him it's something quite nice and personal about music, that's what I love but obviously you know, millions of people are, are fans yes um, yeah I don't really want to go on too much about I mean the other freaky thing he did was, was made me think was um, obviously he wrote this last album knowing he was going to die which is a fascinating thing if I knew I was going to die would I, would I even spend that kind of effort needed to, for a creative project away from say my family and kids I don't know what his family setup is I, I know these kids are growing up but I think I thought he had a younger daughter anyway whatever he needs to do that he's done that all his life he's created he's made things that's what he that's sort of almost his being so he almost feel, felt compelled to do it anyway and I do hear about these writers and they write right to the end in the hospital oh it makes me shudder a bit because I'm just trying to get my head around the whole mortality of life and I, I still want to think I live forever Especially when you start getting children you start getting worried that you at least want to, you know, you want them to outlive you. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's an interesting thing about whether you would, would I, or the writing, you know, finishing off something I was desperate to finish, um, if I was going to die. Or would I even start a a, a new project, almost as like um, my own obituary, effectively. my own um, thoughts on death and, and, you know, what what would happen next. Ooh, it's a bit creepy, really, but I'm hoping I've got a lot more in me before I have to even consider that. Um, heard a great little thing the other day that obviously Dick King-Smith, I don't think he got published until he was about 56, I've got a few years yet, and even if you are over 56, so what? Loads of people have successful creative careers when they retire. So yeah, plenty of time for that. been listening to the beachy books podcast presented by philip bell music by dan o'neill